Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. It is Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal, wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world. I hope you are having a very good week as we edge slightly closer to that big, big game at the Emirates on Sunday. Arsenal versus Manchester United. Arsenal going into it, looking to bounce back from that disappointing draw with Fulham at the weekend, which we've discussed at length in the last few days and all the fallout from it. There is, of course... The very big looming spectre of the um, transfer deadline day on Friday before that game. We've got the Champions League draw tomorrow as well. So there's lots going on in the world of Arsenal. So plenty to discuss today. So it's certainly centering around uh, the possible business that could be taking place at Arsenal before Friday's transfer deadline. I've got to give the usual plug for tomorrow as well as being the Champions League draw. It is also the big day that my book comes out tomorrow. If you've pre-ordered it already, thank you very much. Hopefully that will be arriving through your doors for you tomorrow. If you haven't ordered it yet and you want to get your hands on one tomorrow, then please do come down to the Tollington. If you're watching this on the screen at the moment, you can see the details there of the big launch night at the Tollington tomorrow. Big pub right by the stadium. If you uh, head to the Emirates a lot, I'm sure you'll know it very, very well. Should be a really cracking night there tomorrow. You can buy your books there from 4pm onwards. I'll be there signing it from about 5pm. We'll have the Champions League draw on the screen. Then there's going to be a big Q&A and discussion part of the night where I'm going to be there, of course, <laughs> talking. And I'm going to be joined by Gunner Blog, James McNicholas from The Athletic, who you will know, I'm sure, and Sam Dean as well, another excellent reporter from The Daily Telegraph, will be there hosting a big Q&A. You can all get involved. It's free. You don't have to pay. It's not a ticketed event. Just come down to the Tollins and come in. You can get your book, have it signed, watch the Champions League draw and, uh, and ask some questions and be involved in what should be a really fun night of Arsenal chat. So I can't wait 
to that one, if you were watching Sky Sports News this morning, you might have seen me on there. Look, if you're watching this on screen, you can see a little clip of it there. I was on the um, on Sky Sports News about 8.30 this morning discussing the launch of the book. So thank you, Sky Sports, very much for having me on. It was a lot of fun going into the studio talking about that. Um, and we weren't just talking about the book, of course. We were talking uh, about all things Arsenal as well, looking ahead to that Manchester United game. We are discussing the start to the um, start to the season that Arsenal have had so far and um, the sort of reaction to the likes of Kai Havertz and uh, his performances, Declan Rice, and uh, speaking at length about what could be to come for Arsenal. So, yeah, lots of fun that was. I really did enjoy it at Sky Sports today. So thank you very much to Sky for having me on. And again, if you haven't got your copy of the book yet or ordered your copy of the book yet, then please do. You can do it today. You can do it either from Goldsboro Book, um, which uh, is, I'll bring this back up here now, Goldsboro Book, if you're watching us on screen, they've got a limited amount of signed copies of the book for sale. You can go to their website now. I'll drop it in the description below. So if you want to get a signed copy of the book and you can't make it down to the Tollington tomorrow, then you can order from Goldsboro Books and they've got a limited amount of signed copies for you. It's first come, first serve. So when they're gone, they're gone. So if you want a signed copy of the book, then get down, click the link below in the description and it'll take you straight to it. Or you can just use the normal order link from Amazon or all the big retailers as well if you just want a get a normal copy. All right. Well, that's it. Enough of me self-plugging my book. I do apologize for that. But uh, yeah, got to be done. Really, let's talk about transfers now, shall we? Because we are heading up to Friday's transfer deadline and there's still plenty of business to be done for Arsenal. Flo Balogun, of course, is going to be the big money sale for Arsenal between now and then. That should be should be announced today. I'm always a bit hesitant to say that because things change of Arsenal an awful lot when you're talking about um, potential deals being announced because Arsenal do drag things out, as I'm sure you are well aware. Uh, but he was there, he's been in France, been in Monaco, um, yesterday undergoing his medical and that deal is all pretty much wrapped up and completed now we are just waiting for the final announcement of it Arsenal getting about 40 million for Flo Balogun with a sell-on clause as much I don't know what the sell-on clause is I've had a lot of questions from you guys asking what that is I don't know I haven't been able to get a number all I've been I keep getting told the word significant whenever I'm asking that question so it's being kept fairly close to wraps uh, people's chests at the moment whether it comes out we'll have to wait and see I'm just told it's significant sell-on when you kind of look at the sell-ons Arsenal have had recently for some players, I think they're 10 million for 10 percent for Mavropanos, 15 percent for Gwen Doozy. I imagine Balogun isn't gonna is gonna be around that sort of Gwen Doozy mark, maybe 20%. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. I've had a few comments here, I'll just bring them in on uh on Balogun just to discuss his one here it says for me Balogun had to go 100 percent He was never going to re-sign, and he obviously wants to be the big star. If he sold out to the US rather than compete to be the England striker, I can see his ego being an issue. So get the money and run. I think that's a slightly unfair comment, I have to say. Um, I don't think it's about egos or anything like that. I think Balogun's just a very ambitious player and he wants to play. He wants to, he feels like he's ready at his stage of his career to play regularly and to start regularly. And I think he'll point to what he did last season on loan at Rim and say that's a perfect example of why he thinks he's ready because he is ready um and so i don't really you know i'm not sitting here blaming balligan for what for what's happened at all i think fair play to him he wants to go out and play and he's he's pushed for it and um and he's got the move that he wanted and i think it's a fabulous move for him and i'm really looking forward to seeing how he gets on over there um 
there was another comment here on uh sorry if it's flip through one more then um it says J, jb and when he says jb means james benj because uh, if you haven't seen it yet myself and james benj's show went out last night inside arsenal extra time uh, we were talking about balligan and this reply from steven here is about that it says jb says that selling balligan is a good deal he's happy with 40 million and how it could be reinvested i have a feeling this comment will come back to bite him in the ass i suspect balligan is going to become a top top striker and 40 million will be considered a bargain maybe akin to how things are panning out with oh god look you i i think you might be right i think 40 million in the grand scheme of things, is not a huge amount of money. I think, you know, Arsenal obviously holding out for around 50 million. They didn't get that number. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing on Arsenal's behalf. I think sometimes you obviously start off with a number hoping you would get that, but you always kind of think you're probably going to get a little bit lower than it. And I think if you're a Premier League club um, and you're selling abroad, you're going to find it a bit of a struggle to get huge, huge money. I think Arsenal could have managed to sell him to to another Premier League club, they might have got closer to the 50 million. Um, and but I think he might well go and prove prove to be a bargain for Monaco. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Balogun come back to the Premier League pretty soon after a successful couple of seasons in France. But even if that does happen, I don't I wouldn't sit here and think it was a mistake on Arsenal's behalf of selling him. I think just the way the situation has unfolded, his contract situation, everything like that, I just feel like he had to go this summer. It was always going to happen, it was inevitable. He wanted it. And um, and because of that, then Arsenal had to facilitate it, and they've done that. And I still think for a forty million for a player they were going to lose for free a couple of years ago is not a bad amount of money at all, and it's a very um, big amount of money. In fact, it should well probably end up being Arsenal's record ever transfer fee, um, and that shouldn't really be sniffed at. So, good luck to Flo Balogun. I hope he goes where there. I hope he does very very well, and um, and yeah, and uh, good luck to him. Okay, let's quickly talk about uh, a couple other deals that are in the process of happening. Nuno Tavares, he is now very, very close to joining Nottingham Forest. That was a transfer that was on, then it was off, and now it's back on again, but it's on with a bit of a change. It is going to be a loan. The initial talks with Forest that were taking place about a week ago were centred around a permanent deal. That all sort of fell through, but now it's been revived, but it is going to end up being a loan with Arsenal having an option of selling Tavares to Forest next season for around the sort of 12, 13 million pound mark, um, which was always the kind of fee they were looking for. For Nuno, obviously it would have been ideal if they could have got that fee this season. But I still think, I, you know, I, I look at that and I still think it's a pretty good deal. They get Nuno's wages off the books, they get a loan fee, and then hopefully a year down the line they'll get a decent fee. I think he's got the potential to go and have a really good season at Forest as well. I think there is a real talented player there he just needs a bit of work and on the training ground and he needs to just cut out some of the sort of mad things that he occasionally does but I think there's the attributes of a really talented player there and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he is a success at Nottingham Forest and Arsenal do get that money for him next season so I expect that well might that might be announced today as well that one we shall wait and see he's already had his medical Rob Holden that is one that is uh, rumbling on and I do expect to happen before the end of the deadline. I don't know where he's going yet. There are talks centred around a couple of different options for him at the moment. There is Premier League interest, but there is strong interest from abroad as well. Um, and uh, so we shall wait to see what happens for that. I think Arsenal, you know, I don't want to see Arsenal giving Rob Holding away. I had this discussion with James Benj on yesterday's show, actually. You know, I really think that Rob Holding is a good defender. And uh, I know he came in for a lot of grief last season, which I thought was pretty unfair at times. But I think he's a good Premier League defender. He's got a lot of appearance under his belt. He's got a lot of experience. He's not old. 
So I don't see why Arsenal should be giving Rob Holding away. I think they should be getting a decent fee for him around the sort of, I don't know, between the five and ten million pound mark. I don't want to see Arsenal giving away for about two million pounds. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what goes on with that. Cedric Suarez, Nicolas Pepe, Sambi Laconga. I wish I could sit here right now and give you more of an update on those three in terms of what's happening with them. I just haven't been able to find out yet if there is something happening. I'm sure there is. I'm sure they'll go out because they're not going to be wanting to stick around. They're not going to be registered, you'd imagine, if they do stick around. So I'm sure something will happen, but I just haven't been able to get hold of exactly what that is at the moment. I still feel like the most likely thing with Pepe would end up probably being a um, a contract termination, but we shall wait and see. There has been all this talk about Saudi interests. It doesn't seem to materialise into anything really serious just yet, but we shall wait and see if Arsenal can get some sort of deal done for him and it doesn't, and and which means they don't have to end in a contract termination, but I still feel like that's the most likely option for him. Sambi, I'm sure, will go out somewhere on loan, but um, lots of work for Arsenal to do when it comes to outgoings. I keep getting lots of questions about what are Arsenal going to do for incomings? Are they going to sign anyone between now and Friday? Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23 shopify.com slash retail 23. Um, the simple answer to that is, I don't know, <laughs> which again, probably not what you wanted to hear. I was having a discussion with someone yesterday about this and I was told that uh, the focus is very much on outgoings, not to rule anything out. But the focus is on outgoings. Now, I've said it before, and I still feel it's the same thing. If something really sort of something popped up between now and then or something popped up that Arsenal have been kind of discussing for the last few weeks, if that suddenly presented itself as a viable option before Friday's deadline and it was one they felt like they could do, then I think they would do it. But I don't think they are necessarily really desperately pushing for something. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see. Right now, if you're, if I was putting money on it, I'd probably put money on the fact that Arsenal won't sign anyone else between now and Friday, but I would never say never. I remember the day when they signed Thomas Partey. The night before, we were all at the game at the Emirates, and I left the Emirates that night, and all the word we were getting was nothing was going to happen, and, and it was done and dusted, and, not, and there was no business going to be done. And then, lo and behold, the next day, they went and shelled out £45 million to sign Thomas Partey. So... I'm always very suspect when you definitely said nothing's going to happen because this is football and you can be made to look very, very stupid if you say that. So I think options are open. And if Arsenal do suddenly find something that they think, you know what, let's just do it. We're going to go and do that. We think that will improve the squad. I think, you know, they will explore that to see if it's possible. But I just don't think they're going to go out and panic and do something just for the sake of it uh, between now and Friday. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. 
Okay, away from transfers, what a fantastic night it was for Arsenal's young players last night at the PFA Awards. If you're watching this on YouTube now, you can see a very happy-looking Bakaya Saka, very dappy-looking. Look at him, he's just looking dapper. Sorry, not dappy, dapper. <laughs> very dapper-looking Bakaya Saka in his suit, looking so smart. Um, just, a, yeah, what a player, what a man, what a talent. Um, and just, yeah, still feel very, very fortunate and lucky that we're watching him play for Arsenal. Um, he was named Young Player of the Year yesterday. Uh, Erlen Haaland obviously winning the Senior Award, Bakayo getting the Young Player of the Award. And then you can see next to him, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see Martin Odegaard with his uh, trophy, Aaron Ramsdale, William Saliba and Saka as well, because all four of those players made it into the PFA Team of the Year, which is just fantastic. And it shows just how good Arsenal have been and how good a season they enjoyed last season, how good at individual uh, seasons so many of the players enjoyed last season as well. I think it was four from Arsenal. Was it four from City or was it five from City? Um, might have been five from City. I can't remember. Kane was in it. Kieran Trippier was in it. I can't remember. It might well have been five from City. Um, but yeah, they, those two teams absolutely dominating the awards and just fantastic to see. Mikel was there yesterday at the awards ceremony. Eddie was there. Vin Ivan Kachin was there. I think Richard Garlick was there as well. So Arsenal were very well represented and are obviously very, very proud of what their young players have achieved and continue to achieve. And I think it just says an awful lot about where Arsenal are right now. So congratulations to all those guys. Really, really great stuff. Okay, let's move on to a couple of comments from you guys before we head off today. Here's one from George. He says, hi, Charles. Thanks for the content. Long one from me. But here's a theory I'm worried about. Not getting my hopes up for Gabriel coming back, even if Zinchenko starts this weekend. From memory, party was still starting right back, even when Timber was fit and inverting from left back against Forrest. Is there a chance Arteta's plan was always to play inverted right and left backs together, which is why he brought Timber in? On the right, and Zinchenko left. Obviously, they were injured, but he's adamant he wants that system. So he's sticking with party at right back. That leaves him a choice for the centre-backs, and he's decided Saliba and White are the best two, which could make sense because if you remember at the start of last season, we were never convinced White would stay right back after Tommy came back. Obviously, it worked out, so he stuck with it, but maybe he never intended to keep White at right back long-term. Yeah, look, really interesting one. And I, I kind of agree. When I keep saying, oh, Zinchenko comes back, might well change things. Whenever I say that, I do have in the back of my mind, well... Timber played as inverted left back on that opening game of the season before he got injured against Forest, and Party was still inverted right back then as well. So I think it's really good. It's really sort of, yeah, it's really um, useful to point that out. And maybe it doesn't change anything. I, I think ultimately it's all kind of, we're all guessing, aren't we? We're all second guessing. Every single week I've sat here and said that, oh, Gabriel will come back in this weekend and he hasn't done it. But I think this is going to be a really key one this weekend. If Sinchenko does start and Gabriel doesn't, then. Yeah, then I would start to really think, oh my God, what's going on with Gabriel here? You know, is this the long term plan for the whole season? I hope it's not. I spoke about it on Sky Sports today when I was in there. You know, I really hope that we see Gabriel come back in. And, you know, obviously Mikel's far more tactically aware than I am. But I, like so many of you, just look at what's going on defensively at the moment and the setup of it. And I just don't understand it really. Um, and I don't see it working. So I'd love to see. Arsenal revert to type a little bit against Manchester United at the weekend. I'd love to see Ben White at right back and Gabriel come back in to form that partnership with Saliba again and Zinchenko restored to the left-hand side and drifting in to provide that extra man in midfield. I've really got my fingers crossed that that's what Mikel's going to do, but I certainly wouldn't sit here right now and say I'm I'm absolutely adamant and sure that is what he's going to do. Ultimately, it's up to Mikel. And if he's got a plan and he thinks it's working, I don't think he's going to change it just because 
we're sitting here now saying that it doesn't seem to be working. So, yeah, but thank you very much for your comment, George. Appreciate that as always. And here's one now from uh, Russian Beecho. He says, am I the only one who doesn't think ESR fits in Arteta's style of play just like Kieran Tierney? He is not a creative player like an Odegaard or Vieira. He is not a true box-to-box like a Rice. And he is not a target man like Havertz. So where does he fit in the squad? Um, well, I, I don't know about that. I think he is a creative player, I have to say. When he says he's not like an Odegaard or, or a Vieira, I look at... Smith Rowe and I, I think he's got the ability to be that sort of player I think he's very very creative he's more of a driving midfielder than a creative one I get that but he's still very very smart his technique is very good his passing ability is very good he can really you know his brain is excellent he can see a pass and he can provide it and I look at that number eight role and I actually think it really really is tailor-made for him I think it fits him really really well all the best stuff he did for Arsenal was coming in off that left-hand side um, you think of some of the really good moments he's had for Arsenal and the link-ups that he's had and the goals that he scored and you look at the position he takes up, I think it just, it just for me, it just feels like he's perfect for that role in the, in the way that Mikel's setting things up now. So I don't really necessarily agree. I know he is a little bit different to those players, um, especially when you sort of compare him to Odegaard and Vieira. I think he is a little bit different. He offers a little bit different. He's certainly not a target man, like you said, for Havertz or anything like that. But... I still think he has got the attributes and the ability and the quality to play that left-sided eight role in this formation very, very well. And uh, I really do hope we get to see that. But uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Myself and James Benj on our Inside Arsenal Extra Time show last night, we did spend a lot of time talking about Emil and what's going on there and what his future may hold at Arsenal. So please do head over and watch that. If you haven't watched it already, it's down there in the videos below. And uh, one final plug from me about the events coming up for tomorrow on the book launch night itself. Come down to the Tollington if you can. Please do. If you haven't got a book and you want to get one signed there, you can do that. If you can't make it to the Tollington and you want a signed book, then you can order them from Goldsboro Books in Covent Garden. The link is below in the description. So you can order them or if you just want a normal one as well from Amazon or wherever. WH Smith Waterstones has links for those usual normal books as well are also in the description below. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. I do appreciate your time as always. Have a great end to your Wednesday. I'll be back tomorrow to talk all things Arsenal once again. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.